Everyone who has tried these techniques has found them far easier and far more rewarding than they thought they would. At the digital detox retreats I run, we know from our pre- and post-digital detox surveys that the happiness levels of our guests are almost double by the end of their stay. What's more, most people make permanent changes in their screen habits after attending. One woman now puts her phone in a drawer when her children come home from school. Another man no longer answers work emails after 7pm at night. Others have decided to use only their landline in the evenings, or to swap out their SIM card into a non-smartphone for holidays, or even to make weekends entirely screen-free. They may be small changes, but they have a very big impact. As you work your way through the book, or dip in and out of it, you'll become aware of your particular personal challenges around screens and gain an understanding of what will help you overcome them. And as you discover for yourself the benefits of logging off through improved sleep, focus, productivity and mood, I know you'll be inspired to do more and keep going. I guarantee that within this book there will be something that works for you. Start your digital detox today. Set your boundaries. Regaining balance from any addiction starts with setting boundaries. It's not that we're using screens at all that's the problem. It's that we're using them without limits. Our screens are our constant companions all day and night, at work and at play, when we're with friends and when we're alone. There's no respite. No wonder our brains are frazzled. How can we ever switch off? The simplest boundaries to set relate to time and place. Consider your lifestyle and decide where screens simply don't belong. Then look at the times when you should be setting them down. Start by setting small, workable limits and work up to more significant lines in the sand. Even just one or two no-go times and places will reduce your screen overuse and free up a surprising amount of time to do the things you really enjoy. Here are some boundary suggestions to get you started. Wake up. Our smartphones have invaded our bedrooms. They're the first thing we see in the morning and the last thing we see at night. With their blue light emitting screens, our melatonin levels, the chemical that sets our biological clock, have become seriously depleted by these unnatural light interruptions. So, buy an alarm clock. We've become used to relying on our devices' inbuilt applications to wake up. Using an alarm clock instead is your single best weapon against the tide of technology playing havoc with your sleep pattern, leaving you more rested and energetic. Until you've bought that all-important alarm, leave your phone outside your door so you can hear the phone alarm without having your device in your bedroom. Screen scheduling. We need to re-establish some rules in our always-on culture about when work stops and when play begins for our physical and our mental health. A time boundary is set when you draw the line between work and play, when you're on and when you're off. Some goals you might set Switch devices off at 10pm. No email after 7pm. 
screen-free Sundays to enjoy quality time with family or friends. Digital Sabbaths. No logging on at the weekends. To give yourself a fighting chance, plan something else to do during the time when you've set your time boundary. And put your screen somewhere out of sight, so that you don't inadvertently get drawn into picking them up or turning them back on. And the night shall be filled with music, and the cares that infest the day shall fold their tents like the Arabs, and as silently steal away. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Before bed For many of us, there's no winding down time at all before we drop off. And simply switching off our phones and hoping we can shut down at the same speed is not the answer. Even if you can't ban your phone from your bedroom entirely, one really useful boundary...